listening to The Terrific Teacherpreneur, a podcast for teachers looking to grow a successful online business. Your host, Alex, was able to transform her Teachers Pay Teachers store from a small side hustle into a profitable full-time business. She now helps other teachers do the same. Listen along for actionable tips and helpful wisdom about business and marketing as a teacherpreneur. Here's your host, Alex. Hello and welcome to the Terrific Teacherpreneur podcast. I'm your host, Alex, and today we're going to be talking about pricing, how to price your products on Teachers Pay Teachers. So this is something that a lot of sellers struggle with, myself included, and it's just something that's a really difficult concept for us to understand and figure out and even help each other with because none of us really know what we're doing when it comes to pricing because it's such a complex thing. I actually put off recording this episode for quite a long time because I felt like I didn't have this really concrete, black and white, straightforward answer for you, or this is exactly how much you should charge for this resource. The truth is there isn't really a one size fits all approach. It's really not that cut and dry. And so I'm just going to go ahead and record this episode with the best that I can do in terms of tips and advice and guidance to help you on this journey. But yeah, just letting you know right now, there's not going to be some perfect, easy answer. It's just not really that easy. I'm not going to be giving any like super easy dollar amounts and saying, well, this is exactly how many cents to charge, but I will give some guidance though. So today we're going to be talking a lot about, you know, the mindset of like pricing and everything involved there. So, you know, how you might be feeling with your pricing and I want to kind of just give you some truths about it and kind of talk about some of the assumptions that we have and things like that. I'm going to be talk, giving some sort of guidance on a few steps you can take, things you can do as you're pricing and changing pricing, things like a few tricks and tips and, you know, what exactly to price things and how to know when to like put your price up or down. But the main two things we're going to be really talking about is I'm going to be talking about how not to overcharge and how not to undercharge. So sort of the steps you need to take, the things you need to take into consideration so that you don't price yourself out of the market, kind of undercut people or conversely be kind of overcharging excessively. Those are the things we want to avoid. So I'm going to be giving some tips there, but let's just dive in. And the first thing I want to say is if you are struggling when it comes to pricing, you are not alone. If you are feeling super stressed by it, just want to say that because sometimes it it does, it feels like a personal thing. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just terrible at this. When reality is we're all on the struggle bus. We are all in the same boat and none of us really feel that confident. I really don't know if any of us feel that confident when we price our products. We're just never a hundred percent sure. And that's okay. So if you're feeling stressed or confused or lost, you're not alone. And like I mentioned already, there isn't really a one size fits all approach when it comes to pricing. So that's why you don't often find people saying, well, here's a guide of exactly what to price things on TPT. It just isn't that simple. So if you guys accept that, then you hopefully won't take it so personally and feel so anxious that just it isn't really that easy and that's okay. We are all different as sellers. And so what we feel comfortable charging and what we charge in our business is going to be different to another seller which is different. And it's the same with our buyers, what they are willing to pay and what they're not willing to pay is different. So if you think about buyers, some of them are just looking for freebies. 
Some of them will not go anywhere near TPT. Some of them will just come on out, crawl out the woodwork like cockroaches when there's a dollar deal. Some of them just want to come when there's a TPT sale. Some of them are just loving a bargain and that's okay. Some of them are just splashing that cash and you'll have these teachers on TPT, you know, they're just throwing down $100 bill. I'm just going to go and like fill up my cart to the brim with stuff. And some of them have districts and schools and people and wish lists and parents and things paying for them or school budgets. Other teachers are doing it completely out of pocket. I mean, just the buyer experience alone is so diverse in what they are willing to spend and how much money they have. So we can't assume that it's any different for sellers. The fact is that we are going to charge different things because we are different people and we are different businesses. And so that's okay. So don't feel like you constantly have to be doing exactly what everyone else is doing. You're allowed to sort of follow your own path on this one. And the other thing I want to say as well about pricing, just another sort of truth I want to share. Another reminder is that it will vary so much from product to product. Even if you start to feel comfortable with a a sort of pricing guide that you create or a sort of, you know, amount that you're going to charge for each page, you might start getting more and more confident with your pricing, but it's still going to vary so much. And there's just going to be some products that you're going to give away quite cheap and other products that are going to be really precious that you're going to be charging really big amounts of money for. It varies so much based on the content, quite simply, whether, you know, the piece of content that that teacher downloads is this a really intricate, complicated thing, or if it's a very easy sort of thing, you know, a simple product, you know, we've all got those. We've got the ones in our stores that are quite easy to make and they're just like a really basic thing. You know, everybody's making them. They're not really worth a lot. And then you've got those other sort of golden nuggets in your store where you've you know thrown your all into it. You poured your heart and soul. It's a very complex, intricate, massive product or bundle. You know, there are just going to be things that are cheaper and more valuable than others. And that's okay. So it will vary. And that's something to consider within your store. It's not going to always be, you know, a blanket thing of everything's cheap, everything's expensive. It's going to vary a lot. So here are some of the tips I do want to suggest. You can create your own sort of personal pricing guide of what you feel comfortable charging. Maybe you'll decide on a certain sort of dollar amount, a certain certain sense that you'll charge per page. That's one of the ways that a lot of people price because quite simply the page number indicates the size of the resource. And so naturally, if I have one product that has five pages and another that has 50 pages, we both know that the 50 page product is going to be worth more and I'm going to charge more. And that's the simple truth. I know people say you shouldn't really you know, price just based on page and that's true. But it's undeniable that if you have a massive resource with hundreds of pages, presumably you're not going to be charging a dollar for it. So we can just accept that the page number is going to be a big thing there. And there's no harm in you having a bit of a rough guide of what you price per page. And again, like I said, this is going to vary. I strongly discourage you from setting a certain number and just continually charging that and saying, I'm always going to charge 30 cents a page. That's not a wise idea because like I said, the products vary so much and the pages within your products will vary. You'll have some pages that are very simple and others that are very intricate. So you can't just price everything the same. For example, say one of the pages in your resource is a coloring page, or it just has like a really large piece of clip art or it's full of blank boxes for the kids to write in. It's just, you know, it took you a few seconds to throw together. It's very, very simple. Or perhaps it's one of those kind of copy paste things. You know, you've got a template and you've just, you're just copying and pasting and switching out. This is the color version. This is the black and white. This is the big one. This is a small one. You know, you're just switching the clip part out maybe, or you're just changing a few of the word problems or something. And it's, 
you know, quite a basic activity or a basic worksheet, that's going to be lower in price than an intricate reading passage, some kind of really complex page that's got loads of writing and, you know, lots of stuff happening basically. So you might want to decide that your more simplistic pages are only going to be worth like 10 cents or 15 cents and your more complex ones are worth like 50 cents. I mean, you've got to decide what you feel comfortable with. But ultimately, when you do price per page, you have to step back and look at the whole big picture. You know, what is this product going to come out with overall if I if I do charge that many cents? Because it could end up being crazy underpriced or crazy overpriced. So this is more of a starting point just for you to get an idea in your head. If your more simple pages are worth slightly less and your more complex pages might be worth slightly more. And this is a really great way to value your work and say, well, if I sat there for 20 minutes making this one page because it had all these comprehension questions, well, I'm going to charge more than that coloring page and that's okay. So it's good to have that. Now, like I mentioned, once you've worked out your sort of page pricing, you need to look at the big picture overall. And this is where market research really comes into play because you don't want to be isolated in what you're doing. Now, yes, you are just your own business, but at the end of the day, you're not alone in the world of TPT. There are hundreds, thousands of other sellers out there. Some of them are your direct competition and some of them are just other sellers, but ultimately you're not alone in this. Just like if you were selling physical goods, if you were someone that was selling through Target, like you're not the only product in the store, there's everything else there. So you can't be kind of insular. You can't just focus on yourself. You do need to look a little bit outwards and say, well, where am I in the market? Where am I positioning myself? Where is this product in comparison to other people? And you do need to do a little bit of research. Now, I'm a big advocate for focusing on your own work, staying in your own lane. I don't believe we should spend hours looking at other people's stores, spending hours on TPT search, scrolling through Pinterest, scrolling through Instagram, comparing ourselves to other people. That's really toxic. So I don't encourage that. But when it comes to pricing, there isn't any harm every now and then in popping onto TPT and just checking out, well, I've made a product, I need to make sure that I'm not drastically under or overcharging compared to the rest of the market. So you want that little bit of knowledge. You basically want to go into it with a little bit of an understanding of what other people are charging for a similar product. When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. Now, the next tip I have is to charge what you feel comfortable with and and what you would as as a teacher or someone in education, what would you pay for it? So my main tip here is just to sort of ask yourself, especially when it comes to overcharging, you know, would you actually feel comfortable paying for that as a teacher? You really could put your teacher hat on, like separate yourself from being a seller and running a business and saying as a teacher and as a human being if I were looking for this product will I actually would I feel comfortable paying this amount of money so sometimes that's a really good perspective to have and the next thing I want to say is that with pricing it's not 
a sort of set it and leave it forever kind of situation. The great thing about pricing is it can change. You can adjust your pricing. So if you are second guessing yourself and you're really just so stressed out by the idea of pricing your resource, remember that you can always go back and change it. So don't let that stop you from uploading a resource. You can set a price and you can see how that product sells. In fact, you probably should see how it's selling and then you can change the price accordingly. So if you're finding that it is not selling at all, it's got a very, very low conversion. People are viewing it, but they're just not buying it. And you know full well that you've got really great preview and stuff and you've eliminated all the other factors. Maybe you need to look at that and ask yourself, well, am I overcharging for this? And vice versa. Maybe you are selling a crazy amount and you're actually losing loads of money here because you've charged way too little and your conversion's really high. And this would be a point where you should go in and, and put the price up a little bit. So I actually think this is a really important thing to remember that your pricing can and will probably change. And that's not a bad thing. Uh, that's just how business is. So spend some time looking at your data and specifically your conversion percentages. And if you've got a super, super high, crazy high conversion, it's like 25% on your bestseller and it's just selling every day excessively, you might want to consider, you could probably put that price up a little bit. And then you need to sort of watch and wait there as well, because you might find that you've put it up too high and that kind of thing. The one thing to consider with pricing though, is it's not such a bad idea to put your prices up. You know, if you decide you want to increase your price by like 50 cents, I don't think that's a big deal. What you're going to be mindful of is the reverse. It's not ideal to be putting your prices down too often because people who have already purchased might feel like they might leave a little bit of a bitter taste in their mouth. So you don't want to have them spend $5 on something and the next day they come back and you've now got it down for $3. They're going to feel a bit disgruntled. So I don't think you should be dropping prices crazily. And so I guess the thing to be doing would be to not be setting it crazy high because that would force you to drop it down eventually. So maybe you set it a bit lower and think, well, maybe there's one day I'll have it as a bit higher. But yeah, I, in that case, you want to be undercharging more than overcharging because that's going to upset people, I feel. And the last little tip I wanted to share before we talk about the overcharge, undercharge thing is I really love the 99 cent trick. So in my store... Sometimes I have things that are like $2.50. That's fine. I do round things to like the nearest 50 cents. But when it comes to the nearest dollar, I don't charge things as like $2. I have them as $1.99 and $4.99, that kind of thing. Now, this is kind of a contentious issue, but I really want to talk about this because it's something I really feel passionate about. Uh, it once saw a thread on Facebook where someone had said, oh, should I do this or not? And all the comments, you know, were basically saying, no, that's a really like horrible, yucky thing to do. I hate that as a buyer. Don't do that. And this is an example of where asking in a Facebook group isn't always going to give you the most accurate answer because you're just going to get people's opinions um, and not necessarily facts. And you're going to get people's views that are them, you know, wearing their buyer hat and not actually being a business owner. And yeah, maybe as a buyer, it is like yucky or annoying, but guess what? We're business owners. We need to do what's actually going to work, not what we feel like doing, what someone else feels like doing. But I won't go into this. This could be like me rambling for like an hour on this topic. Feel free, if you don't believe me, Google the 99 cent thing and you will find copious articles and studies that prove that it works that the psychology of marketing works and if you also don't believe me feel free to go and look at pricing in the real world like go and look at how much an ipad costs or whatever because i can tell you now it's not two thousand dollars they do that whole 1999 1995 a lot of businesses like apple do this so it clearly works um just in case you didn't believe me because i feel like i had to say that <laughs> 
So yeah, I think the last time I checked, it was like literally just doing something at 99 cents or, you know, $99 instead of 100, it was like 25% more sales or something crazy like that. I won't redo all the statistics on it. I'll let you Google that if you wish to, but I just want to share that. I do believe that it works. Psychologically, it makes people feel like it's just that little bit cheaper. It feels like it's the cheaper dollar. And the other great thing about it, if you are thinking about doing it is it can help you in search because if you put your product as five dollars five you know dot zero zero you're going to miss out on that under five dollar category so when you put as 4.99 you you join the under five dollar category and you're going to get all those buyers that want to spend less than five dollars and just by putting up by one cent higher you've missed out on the opportunity so that's something else to consider but before I move on, I will just say really quickly, whatever you do, make sure that you don't use this trick on the $3 items. If you put something as $2.99, that's a terrible idea. We want things at $3 just in that case because of the whole transaction fee on TPT. And if we have something as less than $3, we get that transaction fee. So I'll never price something as $2.99, but I use the trick on all the other dollar amounts. Now I want to dive into just a few little tips about overcharging and undercharging. So let's talk about how to avoid the overcharging. First up, my main tip is to don't set your price at the last minute. So you need to be really intentional in your pricing. Like I said, market researched, thought out. So not just I've made the product, I'm uploading it, I'm throwing up the preview, scrolling down, I've written the page numbers and I'm like, oh, what am I going to price this? Um, um, And then you like frantically throw together a price. that's a hot mess. You really want to go into this with a bit more intention. So you should be thinking about what to price your product well before you open up that create a new product listing. You want to actually know full well what it's going to be priced before you start. And if anything, as you're actually working on the product or even before you start it, you might have a bit of a vague idea and that will change as you work on the product. But really just don't leave it to the last minute. Don't rush it. This is an important part because that can kind of lead to overcharging, I think, and undercharging too. But yeah, because you just don't know what everyone else is charging. So don't set your prices at the last minute. And this is just a generic thing here, but like don't charge like $3 for like two pages. I'm just I'm just going to say that. Sometimes you see that with lower priced items, that value is just gone because people have this really, really tiny resource. It's like one, two, three, four pages. And then they charge a couple of dollars for it. And that's just crazy expensive, really, when you think about it. Knowing that there are other resources out there for a few dollars where they get loads more value. And so what I'm going to say is you don't want to suddenly knock your prices down to like 50 cents. Nobody wants resources that are that cheap you just want to make products that are bigger and better I personally have a rule I don't think I really have anything that's under 10 pages I think you want to get bigger better products because that will allow you to price higher so that will avoid crazy overcharging that happens with these really small products the next thing I want to have is don't raise your prices just cuz so that's something we tend to do we think ooh, maybe I'll just increase my prices because I just want to make more money I really strongly believe that you should only put your price up when you have genuinely improved a product and updated it and it's better. You've added to it, made it better, or you've looked at that data, like I said, and you've seen your conversions really high. So have a genuine reason behind it. Don't just go throwing up your prices that front and center. And the last one for this one is just don't assume that a lower price will mean you can't make money. You can have products that are a few dollars. If they are selling well enough, they will make you money. This month, that I'm recording of this. I have like a $3 product at the moment that's selling really well. I mean, that's not crazy expensive, but it's sold so many times. It's made me many hundreds of dollars this month. So it doesn't matter. I can still make money from it. I'm not going to go raising the price on that just because it's selling well. I like to offer value to teachers as well sometimes. So 
low prices aren't necessarily evil is all I'm saying. You know, just you want to have that good mindset when it comes to money and pricing. Low prices, high prices, none of it's like evil or bad, I promise. Now, the other thing I want to talk about next is to not undercharge. And this is the more common thing on Teachers Pay Teachers. We probably do this more often than not. Don't try to undercut other sellers. Like don't create a similar product and assume that if you make it like 50 cents cheaper that you'll make more money. At the end of the day, you need to have a great product and the price is not going to magically affect that in any way, I don't think, if your product's not good. So don't get into that habit of doing undercutting. If you're going to charge less, let it be because your product just is genuinely a bit smaller or you know you feel really passionately about offering affordable stuff to teachers, that's okay. But yeah, don't do it in a kind of malicious way, which sometimes can be a tendency on TPT. So we want to avoid that. Don't assume that crazy low bargains will give you more money. I think some people think if they undercut other people and they offer this really super, super cheap stuff that everyone will buy their stuff. Like as a newer seller, you might think I've got a product. It's not selling for $5. What if I put it down to a dollar? I bet it will sell then. And the worst thing you'll probably find is it probably still doesn't sell. If the product's not good or the listing's not great or it's not being seen, that's the thing you need to fix. And lowering your prices and undervaluing your work is not going to magically make something sell. The thing that really comes into this the psychology behind it is that is that perceived value. And the really harsh truth is that a buyer is not going to associate your product with the value and think it's something they want to buy if it's super cheap. They're going to think it's bad. They're going to see it's one dollar and think, oh, that must be really terrible product that's why it's so cheap and someone else has got it for five dollars theirs is probably better so that there's that association there so you don't want to miss out on that and at the end of the day buyers will choose quality products they are coming on tbg to solve a problem and they want something great and so they can sort of they can sniff it out so (laughs) they want the quality stuff and often they'll pay for it so don't assume that that low price will bring you sales it might not The next one I want to share is to not be scared of taking advantage of teachers because I know sometimes we think, you know, teachers are underpaid. I'm taking advantage if I sell things or charge things or charge too much. Everything should be free. But really, teachers will pay to have their precious time back. I promise you it's it's worthwhile to them. They don't want to spend their evenings and weekends lesson planning. They want to just buy it. Like I said, some people do have funding and money in certain situations so you can't assume that they're all you know paying out of pocket some of them are but some of them aren't and some of them will just pay for this luxury just like the way they're quite happy to go and spend money at target and dollar spot and starbucks and all that you know it's their money let them decide what they want to do with it but don't be scared remember that you are helping them and you are solving their problem and making their life easier so don't be shy about that Next up, I want to say, and this ties in really well with the last one, don't feel guilty about valuing your hard work. You know, you've worked hard on a product and you're solving a problem. You're doing an amazing thing here. So don't undervalue yourself. And this is just sort of a mindset thing here. You know, you are worth it. Your product is worth it. Don't devalue your amazing hard work that you put into it. You know, you really have. You've made this amazing product. It's your baby. <laughs> don't undervalue yourself. That's that's a terrible thing to do. So be proud of what you've done and be willing to fight for it that you know it's worth buying and it's worth people spending money on the last one because this can sort of lead to overcharging and undercharging and things is you don't want to price based on how long it took you to make something people tend to get into that mindset of well oh I mean I only spent a morning making it I guess I'll make it sure it's a cheap product or I spent a whole month or I spent six months or I spent a whole week whatever I spent ages making this product. 
I literally spent every evening this week working on it. It took me so long. I need to charge this much. Guess what? Buyers don't care. Buyers don't know, but they also don't care how long you spent on it. They just couldn't care less. They care that the product is good and that it solves their problem. So you can't factor in how long you've spent on something. If you want to know, well, what do I factor in? You need to be factoring in what that product is actually worth to a person. Like how life-changing is this product? How time-saving is it? How great is it? You know, what's this going to, what's it going to do for them? That's the important thing to focus on. If you've got a a really great unit of work and it's got all these lesson plans and it's going to save them weekends and evenings so they don't have to plan their lessons anymore and it's going to be engaging for their kids and it's going to make their lives easier, then that is worth something. So you want to be thinking about how impactful your product can be on their life, not how long you spent on it. Now, I want to wrap up because I could talk about pricing all day long and I want to make sure this episode doesn't get too long. I just want to summarize a few of those points I've made. If you're feeling stressed by pricing, you're not alone. But don't forget that, you know, pricing will vary a lot from product to product and there is no one size fits all. So you need to just kind of get over that mindset issue there for sure. It's a bit of a mindset shift. Maybe create a price guide for yourself and do a bit of market research. And remember that you can always set a price and just watch how it sells, you know doesn't have to be one price forever and consider you know what you as a teacher would pay for it and don't forget to try that little trick the 99 cent thing go ahead and do a bit of research on it if you wish but I think it's really really powerful don't overcharge definitely don't set your prices at the last minute you know and charge crazy amounts of money for a few pages don't just rate raise your prices just because you feel like it and definitely don't be fearful of lower prices you know sometimes they're okay they're not going to just necessarily reduce your profits sometimes it's okay to have a lower priced item but you just want to have that balance and conversely we don't want to be undercharging and undervaluing ourselves here don't you know undercut people don't be feel guilty about valuing your hard work you know don't be scared of taking advantage of teachers and don't assume that a low price will magically increase your sales it probably won't and definitely don't price based on how long it took you now i hope that some of those tips and tricks have given you something to think about when it comes to pricing but at the end of the day it is your business and you've got to follow your gut and do what feels right for you and i hope that this has helped you so that's all for me today i will leave you with a reminder hop on over onto the Terrific Teacherpreneur Facebook group. It's a great place to ask for help when it comes to these kind of things. So if you have a product in particular that is driving you mad and you're just not sure about the pricing of it, is it too much? Is it not enough? Maybe come on over in the group and and ask. We'll see if we can give you some feedback. I hope that you have a terrific day. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Terrific Teacherpreneur. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Come back for more actionable tips and helpful wisdom in the next episode with your host, Alex. Until then.